When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anti-Semitism, voter replacement, invasion rhetoric. These are all iterations of a lesser-known racist conspiracy that has viciously found its way to the mainstream in recent years. Amplified by some of the most popular figures in conservative media, the Great Replacement Theory has been utilized in part or whole by many right-wing pundits to bolster opposition to immigration policies and in attempts to influence politics and culture. Front page news after the horrific mass murder this past weekend at a grocery store in one of Buffalo, New York's predominantly black neighborhoods. The Great Replacement Theory is now being referenced as the sole inspiration of the white 18-year-old who viciously took the lives of 10 black people. The Chicago Defender reports the shooter, in his manifesto, said he was not mentally ill and wrote in detail about having planned the shooting since January preparing for years prior, buying ammunition and tactical gear, and practicing his shooting skills. He claims to have chosen the store because it was in a majority black zip code within driving distance to his home and planned to continue his killing spree, heading to other stores with the intent to kill more black people. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the Department of Justice was, quote, investigating the mass shooting as a hate crime and act of racially motivated violent extremism, end quote. Here with us to explain more about the Great Replacement Theory and its connection to the Buffalo shooter, we have today's guest, Managing Editor at the Chicago Defender and News Operations Manager of Real Times Media, Ms. Danielle Sanders. This is Our Daily Story, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Danielle, welcome back to the show. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Uh, I, I wish it was under uh, better circumstances. But I know. We, we appreciate you coming on to enlighten us and to you know, let us know what we need to know. So um, yeah. let's get started. Uh, for those that don't know, let's discuss what replacement theory is. Can you provide a general overview for the audience? Sure. Uh, quite simply, it is uh, a racist theory that basically says that the white population is slowly being replaced by non-whites, meaning uh, people of color, Muslims, uh, people of Jewish descent, et cetera. So in, in a nutshell, that's, that's its theory. 
Mm. They are being replaced. So what are the origins of this theory and has it evolved more recently? Because this isn't something that I grew up knowing about. Where'd this come from? Well, this, this theory is fairly recent. Uh, it was uh, part of a book uh, written by a uh, racist uh, French journalist or French author. I'm sorry, not journalist. Um, that has been adopted uh, as of late by a lot of conservatives, a lot of um, white supremacists. But, you know, when we're talking about racist ideology, um, that rhetoric has been part of the fabric of our country since the beginning of time. Okay. So what's the connection between replacement theory and the shootings in Buffalo? Well, the 18, uh, the 18 year old uh, shooter references this book and um, principles in uh, great replacement theory throughout his 180 page manifesto. Um, I had the unfortunate pleasure, uh, displeasure of reading, reading it. And he frequently references this idea or this notion that he is doing what he is doing because he has to protect the country from the increased po black population, increased immigrant population. That is his fear that this country is being taken over. You know, it feels a little strange because, you know, in my mind, if in fact that's what he's trying to do, it, it seems like he's going to achieve that by like taking a weapon and going and killing people mm -hmm. to get the, to even out the numbers. And that doesn't really make a lot of sense because we're talking about hundreds of millions of people. Exactly. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's, it's really, it, it feels a bit detached from reality. It, it, it's completely ludicrous. Okay. <laughs> um, but that was literally, Literally his intention. His intention was to kill as many black people as he could. And he felt like that would be doing his part. And that's the scary part of this rhetoric, because it is rooted incorrectly in this sense of you're doing it for your country, <laughs> which mm. is, all uh, you know, none of it made sense. And, and unfortunately, he had references to white supremacist websites that all look very official and scientific with graphs and charts full of misinformation and, and racist stereotypes. It was really disgusting um, to see. But this is what he programmed himself with. And you're talking about an 18 year old who had been looking at these websites for four to five years. You know, since he was a, a younger teen and really feeling filling his mind up with these videos, this rhetoric, this conversation, these online boards. And the the scary part is he's not the only one. I know. You know, the, the, the interesting thing here is that even if this w were true and we, I want to get into the whether or not it's true, but even if it is true, I don't understand what is so scary like what makes it such an a th why why would scare someone or why would make someone feel angry mm -hmm. uh, as though there's like a concerted effort to um like all the rest of the humans on earth got together and says <laughs> forgive me well but you just, know this theory now has gone mainstream via conservative television 
right. and conservative television hosts um, have been using this theory and speaking about it quite a bit mm. in reference to politics. Sure. And so the framework is Democrats and liberals are trying to open up the borders um, so all these immigrants can come in and start, you know, changing the political um, electorate. Like they think we're we're opening up borders to bring in a bunch of immigrants so they can all vote Democrat. We're going to change the landscape that way. That's how Democrats are seeking to control this country. Again, another ludicrous um assumption but that has been the rhetoric since the trump administration administration on these conservative talk shows and they have said it you are being replaced the united states is trying to replace you biden is trying to replace voters those kinds of things so it's been taken from kind of this um uh secret society if you will that was kind of underground mm -hmm. and these principles and these concepts have been catapulted to the mainstream to these larger tv networks and now you even have people who are actually in congress spewing the same ideology that mm -hmm. is rooted in this you know the funny thing about that is that i remember a time before 9 11 um when george bush was in office and uh, there was a national debate uh, pre and post 9-11 about our borders and how many people were coming into the country. And as we know, uh, George W. Bush was a Republican president. Mm -hmm. And so it feels, again, detached from our shared reality that uh, these people who subscribe to this replacement theory would assume that there is a concerted effort solely by Democrats and yeah. minorities, you know, to replace them. Um, I've ever since this came up, I've been having a very difficult time with it, obviously. But I again, I appreciate you helping to break this down. Now, um, let's look at the other side of this for a second. I guess my question, I'll ask my question, then I'll, I'll make a statement. My question is, is there any truth to this? Right. Not necessarily to the concerted effort part, but to the, the fact that uh, there is some replacement isn't really the, the right word. But, you know, if we're going to go with that narrative, if there is any truth mm -hmm. to this replacement. And I want to add this. In 2020, where I live, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, uh, some some members of the NAACP reached out to me and, you know, I'm a radio personality here. They asked if I would help get the word out about the census mm -hmm. um, in doing that. Uh, and the idea there was, you know, a, a lot of black and brown folks tend to not respond to government um, documents and reporting and that sort of thing, you know, because a lot of folks feel like it puts a target on their back or they get, you know, picked on or whatever the case is. Um, which is understandable. The government hasn't always been kind or fair to black and brown people in this country. So they wanted right. us to, uh, us, or me specifically, but, you know, some of us more known folks out here in Phoenix to help spread the word, to say, hey, in our communities, we need to report exactly who lives there, how much we make, you know, um, we need to report all this stuff so that we could get enough fire departments, enough schools in our neighborhoods, we can get the fiscal resources that we deserve based on the population, et cetera, right? So 
I was very much involved in helping uh, folks participate in the census. As a result of that, I was able to, uh, I was privy to some census data. And when the numbers came back, um, got early access to that to see what the world looked like. And uh, I learned that that absolutely is true. There is a trend toward the minorities uh, becoming the majority in this country. Now, white folks are still going to be the single largest ethnic group for a very long time. But if all melanated individuals or non-white individuals, I should say, got together and cast votes, eventually we would have enough people in that group to make up uh, over 50% of the population. So right. um, beyond that, what truth do you feel should be ascribed to this replacement theory, if any? Well, you're, you're absolutely right. The country is moving towards a, a, a time where white people will be the minority compared to other ethnic groups. We are moving in that direction. Um, that's the truth. What is not the truth is that this movement uh, of uh, non-white people uh, becoming the majority is not a direct reflection of some sort of conspiracy mm. to change the political landscape of mm. this country or to gain political control. It's just a natural progression of where our country is, has, has been going sure, um, sure. for a number of reasons. And it's not just immigration. You know, there are more people of different ethnic and religious backgrounds that are, are born and raised in this country. It is just the natural progression that you would think would be a good thing because it would kind of signal that we all now are going to participate in this, you know, um, multicultural democracy. And instead, what um, white supremacists, uh, conservatives have done is use this basic fact and turned it into a fear tactic mm. to scare people and say, oh, things are changing. Things are getting different. And that means you're going to lose your privilege. You're going to lose your, you know, certain rights. None of this, which is true, which is why it's so hard to comprehend. Sure. It doesn't make sense because it isn't, it isn't uh, intelligent. <laughs> it just right. isn't. Yeah. And nor is it based in, in any, in Real fact, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but I, I appreciate that response. Um, it's it's just interesting to to watch this um, develop. Yeah, it, it's a very scary. Um, it's a very scary time because of the fact that it is not. It used to be, you know, obviously white supremacists. White supremacy has been around for God knows how long in this country and around the world, but it has not been promoted in our Congress, in uh, a presidency, in uh, a news organization. It is literally being discussed by people who have a lot of power and control when it comes to um, the direction this country is going and a lot of influence um, to people who are, are who are embracing these kind of notions surrounding fear of the unknown or fear of change. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. 
you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink that's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are here today with the managing editor of the Chicago Defender and news operations manager of Real Times Media, Ms. Danielle Sanders, discussing the great replacement theory and its connection to the Buffalo shooting. All right. What role do you think that the election of President Barack Obama and the, the overall presidency of Donald Trump has had on the far right and in their references to various iterations of the great replacement theory over the last several years? You know, that, you know, people have referenced Donald Trump and saying, you know, this is a reflection of this is why this is happening. And it's not. Donald Trump helped to embrace those ideologies and, and make them more mainstream amongst his base. But this is all, again, rooted in fear from the moment this country elected a, a black president and people right. say, oh, we're in this post-racial society. 
For some, that may have been true. For others, it was scary that a black man was now president. And for those eight years, they were galvanizing. The uh, followers of Donald Trump and his his base, his core base, has really um, infiltrated that party and galvanized it using fake information and fear tactics to really plow this notion that if they don't do something, if they don't take control, they're, we're going to lose the country. And what does that mean? What does lose the country mean? <laughs> does it mean losing your, your, your privilege? Does it mean like what, what does losing the country mean? And when you think about what they believe losing the country means, then you understand that it's all rooted in, in white supremacy. White supremacy. Absolutely. Sure. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to, to listen to that, how that plays out in my mind, because you're, you're right. I, I don't imagine if I asked folks what they would really lose, that they would really have a good answer. We're losing right. this country. Well, what exactly are you losing? I don't think right. anyone would have a good answer. But again, I think that for me, I think a lot of folks, if they have nothing else, they have patriotism. And if that's the only thing that they can stand on, then, you know, they, they might fight just the way that we're seeing. Um, Absolutely. It's just unfortunate that some folks will actually fight, literally fight with weapons and go into grocery stores and in lives needlessly. Well, this shooter, particularly, they believe this is war. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at what he did to prepare, mm -hmm. you know, he practiced for years. He bought ammunition for years before and tactical gear you know it's as if he's like getting ready to go on the battlefield it's a very perverted thought process that he and others share where they really think yeah we're in wartime you know it's it's almost like a civil war it's absolutely crazy you know uh that word crazy is is another word that comes up quite a bit um in my readings so I'll share this. I, you know, I went last night, I went to a candlelight vigil um, downtown and we lit candles and we released balloons and, you know, um, honored the uh, 10 people who lost their lives in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I recognize that the, uh, the, in the shooters sort of manifesto, he says, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy. He says, I'm not mentally ill. I'm doing this on purpose, like you said. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to take it back to those right wing pundits whose names we haven't said. So there's no need to say them now. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times those folks, I've actually heard them say, well, a mentally ill teenager, as though to, mm -hmm. min to, to minif minimize who this person is right. and uh, what their actions what their intention was. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's a lot to, to deal with when you're reading that this person deliberately <laughs> says mm -hmm. like, this mm -hmm. is what I want to do. I've, and as you mentioned, I've been training and, and practicing and plotting this for some time. And then for it to come to a point where, you know, a person 2000 miles away from that event, you know, like I said, last night was releasing blooms and, you know, we had, uh, a ceremony and we had uh, a, a, a libation ceremony where we honored the ancestors, these sorts of things, very powerful, very um, somber moment to honor these lives. And, 
you know, again, the, the thing that boggles my mind is that there's the reality that we all live in, in the aftermath of this sort of thing. And, and in the wake of that terror and this very detached reality, which is based on imagined mm-hmm. um, nonsensical rhetoric that is not based in, again, our shared reality. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it, in in reading this manifesto, and like I said, it's 180 pages mm. with graphs and links to websites. And, you know, this was planned very methodically. And it infuriates me that it becomes this narrative. Mm. Oh, well, something must have been mentally wrong with him. This is why he did that. White supremacy is not a mental illness. Hate is not a mental illness. This is what he believed based on the information he fed himself and all types of things. You're hearing his parents say, oh, yeah, COVID. And it might have been some leftover residue. And this is a narrative that is constantly uh, put out in the atmosphere when it comes to white mass shooters. (laughs) We saw it. With Dylan Roof, oh, it has to be a reason, you know, because he wouldn't have just done this because somebody is just evil. It has to be a reason. And I think it's disrespectful to those who actually suffer from mental illness. And it's disrespectful to the victims of this horrible crime. Um, They're the only thing wrong with this individual is that they're hateful and filled with it. Uh, (laughs) that, That is what is wrong with him. It's not a mental illness at all yeah I'm, I'm glad you said that 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 needs to be said um but that brings me the thought that brings me the thought so obviously we have this theory um and this has affected our country you know we have lots of mass shootings um a lot of which are based on this type of ideology or these philosophies I, what comes to mind is el paso of course mm-hmm. you know uh with dylan roof uh, shooting up the church right. um you know there's been crimes against our muslim brothers and sisters our jewish brothers and sisters etc um but that's this country how is this is, is this a thing that exists outside of this country as well absolutely um you know the whole great replacement theory mm-hmm. ideology was created uh by a, a a Frenchman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. And, and then- it, it speaks to um, this anti-immigration um, wow. movement that's happening in conserve, you know, around conservative circles all around the country where mm-hmm. people don't want Africans immigrating. Um, you're seeing it in the Ukraine where African people are being blocked from coming into, you know, for safety into Poland. This mm. is all part of uh, a global issue surrounding um, diversity, multiculturalism, uh, the acceptance of different races and ideologies. And there is always going to be this segment of the population that fights back with hate and uh hateful rhetoric and violence and you're seeing that uh around the world unfortunately sure when another thing that comes to mind is um uh in new zealand um i had a a, at the time i had a a very good friend uh, who was a muslim woman and um, she felt very alone in this country at that time just because there was a lot of anti-muslim rhetoric going around and then there was this shooting 
on the other side of the world in New Zealand, where I also have friends and I've, I've yeah. it's a beautiful country. I've been there. Um, but you know, you just never expect that sort of thing to happen. Well, you know, we're kind of used to it happening here, but someone going into a mosque in, in New Zealand and shooting that place up and people losing their lives when they went to worship. Yeah. I think you're right that it, it is a global issue that, that we have to obviously take on as a country here, but other folks need to work um, perhaps with us in concert to try to address these these concerns whether or not they're they're valid and based in our shared reality mm-hmm. they do need addressed so that you know they're i mean i i think that these sorts of things uh can save lives these sorts of conversations can save lives so yeah. we're doing our yeah. part here and obviously you've been doing your part at the uh, chicago defender so yeah i want to ask another question and this one might be a little bit more difficult but why should we all be prioritizing uh why why should we be giving our attention to this topic and and be actively participating in this conversation oh wow um because it's dangerous and it is literally going to affect every aspect of american life Mm -hmm. you have to remember this is no longer a group of people hiding behind the internet with these crazy ideals Mm -hmm. There are people with these crazy, hateful ideals that are in Congress crafting laws to take away your voting rights, crafting laws to change the way districts are are divided, crafting laws to take away reproductive rights, women's rights, civil rights. This is affecting everybody when you have white supremacists in government, in government. And not just on the federal level, the local level, the state level. Those are people that are going to be making laws to push their agenda. This whole idea that non-whites are taking over. So you know what we want to do? We want to make some laws to make it harder for non-whites to vote. We're going to make... Um, take away certain civil liberties that will disproportionately affect black and brown and poor people. We're going to tighten up immigration, um, put up immigration laws that make it harder for people of mixed race, Muslims, different uh, religions to come into this country. We're going to make it difficult for you to even learn the history of racism and and discrimination in this country. We're going to start working in the schools to make sure we criminalize teachers who want to teach accurate history. These are very, it's, it's not an isolated incident. Of course, there's always the threat of violence, which is a huge concern, but we're talking about some things that affect everyday Americans' day-to-day lives, which is why it is very important that we all um, stay keenly aware, keenly, t- uh, keenly tuned in while we vote, while we get active to call these politicians out and then call out the Republican Party, quite frankly, who's complicit in their silence. Mm. It is no reason why even a uh, I can't I don't even know if I could call them regular Republicans, because, <laughs> but Republicans <laughs> with those kind of old school ideals that don't subscribe to this. They should be the ones first saying you do not speak for our party. And their silence is complicity to me. So as 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 Americans, this is an attack not just on um, 
it's an attack on our ideals. It's an attack on our, our rights. We are literally moving backwards. And the idea that my children will have less civil rights than their grandparents is astounding to me and should be something we should all be very concerned about right now. Danielle, you are brilliant as always. <laughs> um, before we let you go, um, do me a favor. Let's share any of your social media, any websites you want to drop um, so folks can keep up with you. Oh, sure. You can always check out our work at uh, the Chicago mm-hmm. And you can follow me on all social media channels at Danny Sanders official. Uh, that's D-A-N-I-E. Um, yeah, but I always look forward to to speaking with you guys. Uh, it's such an important topic, and I'm so happy you guys are are talking about it. Well, thank you very much for your insight. Once again, today's guest is managing editor at the Chicago Defender and news operations manager of Real Times Media, Ms. Danielle Sanders. And before I let you go, I'll leave you with this. The National Immigration Forum, found on immigrationforum.org, reminds us that, quote, It is tempting not to engage with a conspiracy theory so wrapped in xenophobia and extremism. But as the great replacement theory becomes more mainstream, it is imperative that we understand the history and the dangerous extremism behind this school of thought. When faced with a dark and extreme ideology like this, it can feel overwhelming, like it's impossible to make a difference. However, we have the power to educate ourselves and be catalysts for change in our own communities." This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.